0: We spend an average of 8 hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens. Laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty For people who love cars. Welcome to RCS. I'm Dan. And I'm Nick. And apparently, my voice at 150 miles an hour on the Autobahn is a little distracting, I was told this weekend. (laughs) That's kind of a compliment. I mean, I guess it is. Alan and Tammy were out breaking in their new Alpine uh, somewhere, nice, and that was the phrase he told me. I was like, I was like, I don't think I've ever I've been told a lot of. I mean, compliments, insults, more insults than compliments in my life, but uh, I've earned them all. But that was uh, that was a good one. So he said it was nice to be able to keep up with us uh, while they were over there. And I was like, what's well, rough? I was like, you can you can record a podcast and we'll listen to it. Yeah, what about your I would story? do that. I, so, I would listen to anything yeah. from Alan and Tammy. So yeah, it was uh, it was great. <laughs> but I was like, it was one of those things where he said it and it was like it clicked, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, how was your weekend?
1: Uh, great. It's Good. been extremely productive and fun. Uh, we had the Avance Off Road event, which was nice to have those back. Absolutely perfect weather for that. Weirdly perfect.
0: Yeah. like We all showed up ready for rain.
1: <laughs> yeah. Dry enough to keep everyone comfortable, wet enough to not have any dust. Like, it gave really mixed conditions on the track, and everybody was laughing and having a great time. Like, we gave away uh, three Griots care packages. Um, Fun, fun participants. Like it was fun to see everybody just laughing as they
0: went on the track, and people yeah. are having fun. But they know not to beat on their stuff. But I think, I don't think that we had any 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 issues this this. No, I mean it was good. Uh, it was fun to watch. I I, I love watching the children that get to come. Yes, um, that, that <laughs> was is fun.
1: My, one of my favorite parts because you know as a kid it's, it's it's like jumping in the puddles with a truck. Yep. <laughs> or whatever you're driving. Somebody else's toys. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah. yeah, there was a there was it was fun to watch the kids just still like laughing. Whole family's laughing. Yeah. And getting the wives behind the wheels. Because I mean.
0: I plus, like that. that the, I mean, the, the, we're that's seeing rare. the we families know, it's, come It's out.
1: rare we see a woman who, who does a lot of off-roading whose husband doesn't. Yeah. But it's common that we see husbands and whose wives don't. And it's yeah. great to
0: see this being mixed and and people enjoying it from both sides so yeah we had a 95 year old woman or no 85 year old woman uh-huh. who bought a jeep back in 92 has put 200 and some thousand miles on it original owner, original, original owner. owner it's been towed just about as far as that her husband is an off-roader he wasn't there because i think he was doing something else because he was 95 <laughs> uh really cool to see i mean out there thrashing it up so if you're an Avance member um you need to be coming out. If you, if you know an Avance member, they can sign you up too, I believe. And you can come with them. Yeah, actually we had one guy in
1: session two who came by, uh, right at the end of session one, who just saw the sign and he talked to Adam and we found, we had a spot in the afternoon that we just, kind of fit him in and he had a great time and <laughs> signed up immediately afterwards because that's typically what Imagine you do that. after an avance event exactly so he was having a great time with his uh, he had an f-150 and he had just done tires to it that was it so he got to play with all the modes to recovery classes and so yeah we've said it before if you're in the area just swing by even if you can't drive the course even if you're a sports car driver just come by and watch it's yeah. a good time maybe you'll probably just hop in with somebody and go for a ride anyway
0: yeah come, so. hang, come out in the rcs 10 yeah. Well we're always sitting there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but uh special thanks to the volunteers especially for that event Absolutely. because it uh they really do such a great job teaching and getting everybody through their safely safely so uh Brandon Ben Powell was out that morning so Galen Blank took over as uh the the lead for the morning and then uh Brandon came in later and took back over but uh Ryan and Michael especially I mean, there's tons of volunteers there, but
0: no. Some guy showed up at lunch named Ben. who oh, I, right? I do not know. <laughs> um, what do you call him every yeah, time? Grandpa Ben like, Powell. <laughs> <and>
1: Powell. <laughs> Who's Ben? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then after that, uh, it was a productive day Saturday afternoon. But Sunday, I went. to... I did uh, Wabdoor Section Three. Washington oh, back into Discovery Route, okay. and that was Brian Eelich's birthday fun run. Happy so, birthday, Brian! Happy birthday, Brian! Yeah, uh, we had a really great time. I had a ton of fun. I, it was just I just went by myself, but it was a uh, it was a perfect day for it. And a special shout out to Ryan, uh, again, Ryan Reichert and Michael Smith, Bonds volunteers, but also they kind of led the team through there. And since Michael, both him and Ryan do the Northwest Overland Rally, and they actually guide people through that section of the Wabder. And so it was fun to have literal trail experts who knew that,
0: like the back of their hand. How was going through that on the Raptor compared to going through on the Monkey?
1: Way harder. Way
0: harder. That's yeah.
1: weird. No challenge in the Raptor, of course. <laughs> I mean, there, it wasn't a challenge, but it was But you slower. went through that washout, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I got my first trail damage on the Raptor. Oh. I what'd I scoffed do? off like, Two inches of textured material on the bottom of the sideboard. <laughs> oh, well. That <laughs> I didn't even bend it. I totally could have avoided it. I just didn't see the rock next to me. Well, <laughs> but As was, far as trail damage goes, that's yeah, pretty much. no, it was, okay. it was nothing. It had been replaced anyway, but you can't even see it unless you're looking for it. Okay. I'll, I'll probably, like, fix it with a Sharpie. I'm not even kidding.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, if you can draw it in, great. Yeah, it was, like, yeah. the
1: very bottom of the step. Didn't do anything. Uh, but uh, this episode, we thought we would do... Um, Let me rewind a little bit. So I was talking to Pat Newton. Him and his wife came out with their purple Jeep to the Avance Off-Road event and gave me, in my opinion, a great compliment to us in that he was basically just buying through our list of things. We have a list on our our page. We do. Of all the off-road products we use. Mm -hmm. And so he basically just had everything that we had on the list to buy.
0: And if you want to go on that list and buy us something off that list, we would would gladly have it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Sure. Take
1: pairs. Yeah. Um, But I thought in that spirit of that, I ran into another guy, uh, Fernando Duran, uh, Duran,
0: Duran. I think Duran is it's Duran. It? Yeah. yeah,
1: he has a black Lexus GX, and he has done a lot of the same thing. And he took me through a trail section. The Raptor was too wide to fit through. That was off the main route. I rode along with him his GX, which made it look like a cakewalk. And it was it wasn't that hard of a trail. It was just narrow and ton of fun. But yeah, it turns out uh, people actually listen to
0: the show and buy the things we asked them to. So wow, yeah. I mean, it, and and. You know, because we've been talking about this. Who, who's this show sponsored by, Dan? Do we, I was just going to say. Oh, okay, that would be a good idea. If You want to keep buying stuff, so, from so our, we can keep buying stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: our friends at Avance, Carter Subaru, Grios Garage, Haggerty, and we are not at Drivers Club tonight.
0: We're not. We're actually back in old school. We're in my living room. Yeah. Uh, because it was, if you listen to last week's episode, I'm heading out to F1. Dan's heading to Moab. It's just been so busy, but yeah. Yeah, and of course, your, uh, Ray York at York Real Estate. Uh, but yeah, RCS ten for those GRIOS products. I want to get back into that. Excellent. So now that we're talking about our list, and you want we, we thought we'd kind of go back and touch on it. I mean, yeah, you know.
1: and this like again, kind of like the last episode, I was into it. The whole thing out at Carter Subaru Tip of the Week, and there's a lot of them in here. I will jump into that segue though during the story because you guys are going to get a laugh out of this one. I have a story from yesterday, nothing to do with our group that will. I will show the video evidence because if I didn't have it on video, you probably wouldn't believe it. Okay. Uh, it's one of those like, no, that didn't really happen. That's just a story. No, <laughs> no, it happened. happened. Yeah. And I, we all saw it and it's, uh, what the? Yeah. Anyway, we'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> um, part of the thing. I of, still what, don't even know what he's going to talk about. Yeah, so I haven't told Nick yet because I want. I'm anticipating. I'm looking yeah. forward to his reaction because <laughs> you're okay. like, it's,
0: yeah. That didn't happen.
1: <laughs> this whole thing, um, I, th- I heard somebody say something the other day and. Totally unrelated. It's okay to change your opinion or your beliefs based on new information you know to be true. Wow. Yeah. That applies to so many things these days. It's not political at all. No. Um, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but in this case, it comes, to, uh, it made me think of redoing our list because it's one of our most popular episodes. And I have a lot of new information, a lot more trail experience. We have new gadgets, we have new gear. We have field tested all of our gear even more
0: since last winter. Broken, repaired. Played with so many things. Upgraded. Learned the hard way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Let's get started. So let's do a quick review. Uh, We're not going to go in too much into the old stuff. But uh, so we have the Morpholite we still use, uh, the ARB Easy Deflate, air compressors, soft shackles, kinetic recovery rope, tire plug kits, and valve stem cores, new tires, traction boards, all that still applies. Uh, And I still stand by that stuff. But some new stuff. Lately, I started with the Monkey Rally. We've been using a lot more GPS mapping software.
0: Yeah, which is, I mean, if you don't know, GPS has come a long way from walking into Best Buy and buying a huge computer screen to put on your dash from, you know, Garmin at the time. But um, it has gone, you can really have GPS signal wherever you want. It's hard to kind of find... It's, it's easy to do it with your cell phone. Yeah. But with some of the advanced uh, Garmin GPS systems, one of which we have, which is the Garmin 700 Montana, um, it's really hard to not to, to be able to get lost. So. Yeah, and especially as the batteries run forever. I'm still a big paper map believer, and in,
1: for my trip to Moab, I actually have I ordered a physical book of trails because just
0: in the odd case scenario that this fails, I have that book. I love... And I remember this from a child, like stopping somewhere, and you push out the map on the hood of your car, yes. <laughs> and you try to figure out where you are, where you want to go. It's so much fun. Yeah. So on the Monkey Rally, we use
1: Onyx Off Road and Gaia. Uh, mm-hmm. Onyx Off Road is an Avance partner. You can get twenty percent off a premium membership, and for all your major trail systems, you will be able to use it and have most of the routes preloaded. That said, uh, the Backcountry Discovery routes all have GPS tracks you can download for free and import to Onyx or Gaia. Uh, I recently added a mount to the dash of the Raptor, and I added a iPad Mini uh, right to the middle of it. And it works great. And a lot of people ask me, uh, well, Gaia, for one, actually has a CarPlay app. Yeah. But it is not nearly as feature-rich as the app that is actually on the phone. And, and while it works for
0: basic stuff, and if you don't have that option, it's, it's a good one. I'm glad they did it. If you kind of know your route and have it loaded in or know where you want to go, it works Decently well in CarPlay. Yeah, I'm I'm but pretty
1: impressed with a first go at it. Uh, that said, the iPad Mini and having that dedicated screen, which is much higher resolution than just about every car dash screen, and gets updated much more frequently than the CarPlay app, you get more options. And on the uh, WebD yesterday. I had it up and I was literally field testing it before I went to Moab. I want to make sure it worked. It was fantastic. Um,
0: so, are you running that Bluetooth to your phone, or how? Are no. uh, you buy an iPad with
1: cellular? I, I bought an iPad with cellular, and okay. this is another another tip on these. If you do this, and you want to do this with an iPad, not just any iPad will work. You have to buy one with cellular, even if you don't use cellular. The reason is is because it has the GPS. Uh, the GPS built into it and the ones without cellular do not, not have GPS. Okay. And so like I have Wi-Fi in the truck and that's what I tether the, the GPS, the iPad mini to versus my phone. And so it has data all the time. I don't need the cell plan. It's nice that it's there, but it worked fantastic the entire way through the back discovery. Rep.
0: But you don't have to sign the iPad up for the cellular. No, it can, you, it, just it, you just G- need it for the GPS. Just okay. need it for
1: the GPS. Yes. And that allowed me to quickly and easily zoom in. I had the brightness turned up all the way. It made it really easy to see the trail. And like I said, I was just torture testing, torture testing it, but it worked fantastically well, and I'm really glad I did it. I was worried that it like maybe not be worth it, but
0: man, it was a huge upgrade from just having the phone. If you have an existing iPad or phone that you're not using, what you can do, and this is something a lot of people don't know, is you can go into Google and you can go to the area you want to go to while you have cellular service and download that map. You're not going to get all the trails, but you're going to get a heck of a lot more than not having anything.
1: Yeah, and you can do that with with Guy at Onyx too. You can select your area and download the map offline, which is what I did and you should do. They look learn how to do that, test it in your living room, play with it, figure it out. Don't learn it on the trail. It will you will regret it. <laughs> but Play in your living room. Yeah. <laughs> Set a route from your kitchen to your, your your bedroom. Yeah. That said it worked awesome and a uh, huge shout out to QuadLock. Uh, they have I use an adhesive QuadLock mount onto the back of an iPad Mini like minimum minimal case to a RAM arm. Now QuadLock now has their own arm and it has it's called the uh, the 360 mount. And it will go to a standard ram mount ball, or they have their own ball that comes with it. But most importantly, you can turn it and lock it really easily until it's stuck in place. But that thing was rock solid. Through every bump I hit it down, and trust me, in the Raptor, we were moving pretty quick in some sections that I was genuinely testing it on. Some really rough stuff held
0: 100% solid the whole time, never moved on me once. Uh, again, not sponsored by Quad Lock, but no. we, we use them on the bikes. We use them in the cars. Um, and if you haven't experienced Quad Lock, go on their website and look at this. You their, their new system. You can build it piece by piece yep. for what you need it to be. And they show it on everything from boat windows to inside cars, SUVs, things like that, bikes. Um, I moved mine back and forth. Uh, I broke a Quad Lock. Uh, uh, ring for my bike, but that was not Quadlock's fault. It was my fault. Um, but <laughs> and it, and it, and it prat- practically fixed itself, but uh, they are, I can't speak hi- more highly of them.
1: Yeah. I've tried other systems, all of them, and they are by far the one that is the most well thought out all the way through. You Ram re- works. Yeah. Ram it, works. Yeah, you need, and yeah. you can get more options with Ram as far yeah. as arm lengths and things like that. I'm just talking about like a phone mount or a tablet mount. Yeah, that's it. I mean, Ram you can mount mirrors with all sorts of stuff. Don't worry. I'm not re- knocking Ram at all, but when it comes to a phone or tablet mount, Quad lock is the only thing I'll use anymore.
0: And I will say this. The one thing, if you're getting any of these mounts and you're putting them on bikes or cars, like quad lock, I know has this, they have an isolator that goes in between the vibration, mount and the, dampening and the dampening. vibration dampening, and you will kill an iPad or a phone, especially the camera. If it sits there and vibrates, especially on a motorcycle, we've said it a hundred times, but it's, it. yes, we can say it again. Uh, that said your iPad mini, the old one does not have
1: image stabilization in the lens. You don't need to worry about it. And it, in a truck or in a car, it's not as bad. Don't get me wrong, uh, but you should still have it if you have I'm a phone. Just, too much civilization. Just
0: get it in case you move it into another. Yeah. Well, uh, it
1: causes the phone or the tablet, especially because it's larger to, to move a little because of the vibration damping I mean, Well, it works. Yeah. And so if it's a must, do it. If not, don't. Um, yeah. That's why I went with a last year's mini actually because okay. of that. I went with a cheaper a iPad. Last year's model. I, I went with the fifth gen. <laughs> okay. I, the new one is much nicer. Don't get me wrong, but this was just for what I was doing. It was perfect. They changed them so much. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next thing on new stuff, I wanted to talk more about suspension because we didn't list it last time. Okay. Um, and I don't think it's entirely necessary for every vehicle. <laughs> we had a bone stock forerunner on the ride with us yesterday and which was perfect because we had tons of recovery vehicles and it's the background of discovery route. You should be able to take a stock vehicle, anything from a cross track with good tires, anything can do just about everything on there. Maybe the washout might be a little sketchy, but with a short wheelbase vehicle, no problem. Anyway, they were bone stock, even street tires, and they still made it. Uh, they had to back up and go a few different times. But, Get a run at it. But uh, that said, uh, suspension and lifts, um, while not necessarily what I'd say you must do this, what I wanted to bring up was h- how much it is worth it to go more than the most basic system. So what specifically I'm talking about is IMS shocks versus twin uh, mo- twin tube shocks. Um,
0: Monotubes? Dr- mono yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, and so IMS shocks, basically, you get the advantages of a reservoir shock, the high and low speed dampening, without the the reservoir sticking off of it. Now, don't be wrong. It is better to go to a shock with a remote reservoir, but this is sort of the sweet spot of the, how do I say this? It's the sweet spot of not spending too much and getting 90% of the results. Well, and I think the
0: basis of this, too, we need to say, and we've said this before, Figure out what you want to do with your car. Yeah. If it's going to be your, your toy that you're going to drive on the weekends, then you can, and you know you're going to be taking it in places and challenging yourself, you can – I think the one thing everybody has asked us and talked to us about is the fact he's like, well, I want a suspension for this car, and I found this suspension. Okay, you can mix and match. Yeah. My Subaru is a perfectly good example. I yeah. mean, I've, got, I've got spacers from one person, springs from another person, shocks from another person. You, you can build a system that will fit your needs yeah. for your car. Uh, I'm just speaking for, for ride comfort
1: in this. Yes. I it's IMS shocks in like from Dobitons for example, which is super popular and they're like six to eight months out. Every for time the you say IMS I think of the gas tank bikes. <laughs> right, yeah. So, also okay. worth it. <laughs> yes. Um uh, but <laughs> that said, uh it's like I think when it's like two hundred fifty or three hundred dollars more for the IMS shocks. And if you're gonna go already go into a lift, which is about eight hundred bucks from them. For 1,100 bucks, you get the IMS, and it's 100% worth it. Mm-hmm. The ride comfort is so much better than the standard twin tube mono, uh, twin tube nitro so- shocks. You will be glad you spent the extra money. It's 100% worth it. And like watching vehicles move down the trail, and then we had like 15, I think. So there's a lot to look at and observe. You could clearly see the difference
0: on every vehicle that did, and it was it paid off in your back at the end of the day. <laughs> Well, and you have to remember, a lot of these times, if these are going to be your daily drivers, you have to have a car that's comfortable to drive on yeah. the road. You know, there's a lot of these off-road vehicles that have a lot of body sway, but they're going slow, so it doesn't matter. But next time you go around a roundabout, you're going to really feel that and not like it. Yeah, and
1: I said they're all better than stock for when you need to, when you need a lift. I mean, you have to change your shocks out. With if you're going to keep them around a long time, otherwise you'll blow the seals on them. But yeah, just spend a little more, two, 300 bucks, and it's worth it. If, you, if you're ever wondering, yeah, 100% worth it.
0: And doing a body lift, the things on your frame will still scratch, I'm just saying. <laughs> yes. Your frame is not higher. Yeah. 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 And uh, so I was talking to Pat over the weekend, of okay. course,
1: and this is the next one goes directly to him. I tell everybody, now Pat has a really nice Jeep mm, with, with a lot of lights on it. And to a be, lot of lights. A lot of lights on it. Of to of be lights. fair, it came that way. Yeah, no, I
0: know. Uh,
1: that said, lockers over lights. The I lights think, are still worth it, worth it, still worth it. But if you have to choose between your $1,000 Baja, you know, or $2,000, actually, it's literally $2,000 for a, a full light bar from Baja Designs. If
0: you want to do it right. If you yeah. want to do it right. Yeah. It's about the same price for a locker <laughs> for most vehicles. You know, it's interesting you bring that up because there was a phrase, somebody was talking to somebody in their family, I don't want to give this away, and, some, and, she, and she said, I want to get lockers on my Jeep. And he, he went, No. Because you will put yourself in a situation that you. <laughs> so, I mean, lockers are serious. Like, yeah. I mean, they're good. They're good and they will get you out of a lot of crap, but you will also feel very confident to go into a lot of crap that maybe you shouldn't be doing. But right. I still say lockers over lights. <laughs> so, so it, <laughs> this came to mind as I was doing uh,
1: uh, the washout and I put the Raptor in four low, and which. I was literally just trying it out. That truck would have pulled it in four high just fine. And in case nobody knows, on the, on the Wabner, there was a large washout that took out a ton of the road. Yeah, it's called the Beehive Washout. Yeah. And now it, it has a name because they haven't fixed it and probably won't. No, they won't. Yeah. It, they've made it passable for most vehicles. And any most stock trucks or SUVs will be able to go through this, to yeah. be fair, as long as they're not super long wheelbase. And that's only because you'll bottom out the center, not because it won't do it. Just we just kept talking about it, so I figured. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I just was like, yeah, I haven't had really the opportunity to use the raptor locked in low very often and so i put it in lock i put it in low i put it in rock crawl mode and i literally just let it drive over the washout <laughs> literally i was like cruise control 0.5 <laughs> touching the wheel yeah, yeah literally sure. and, and it has like the, tur- the cameras turn on and it was the easiest thing in the world that thing didn't skip once not once did i lose traction not even a little bit it was literally just so like cool. slowly walking over everything i could put in front of it yeah. it was fun to do that said i mean there was a couple of vehicles that had to get a little momentum because they were going to lose traction, and that's fine. But a locker will get you over that, that really steep, torquey stuff like you wouldn't believe. Having two wheels traction where they just both wheels turning the exact same
0: time can do so much when you're aired down properly. And some vehicles come with them, but they're not wired in. Uh, I, th- I thought some of the Jeeps you could get them, but they weren't. You had to put your own system in or, or you had to put the airlines to them. Weird. I've never heard of that. Okay. Well, then you can just cut that part out. <laughs> I, I, I want to research that actually. Because I, I, I could have sworn that I've talked, to, I'm, I'm thinking more of the Jeep guys and the fact that they said, I just, I need to get the airlines to run I need to run the airlines. Oh, a lot of people will put in lockers and not run the lines to me. Like they'll Maybe build, that's they'll what I'm build thinking them up of. and then, okay.
1: cause you can, cause you can put it in and just not use it. And it's yeah. just a diff. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'll have to look at that too, because I, I'm, so you can build it in stages, which yeah, is nice. I mean, I get that. Okay. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Actually, there's a reason I think people do that. This is it can be a huge investment if you want to like go all out. Like you can run a locker with a little mini compressor and a couple of airlines and you're fine. But if you want to do it right, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, speaking of lights, though, we were in really dusty conditions yesterday. Really dusty. Like I couldn't see two car lengths in front of me at some point. Um, and chase lights became so amazing to have. It was a little pro tip on this one, Carter. Super tip of the week, if you if you may. Turn on your lights when you're off road. Middle of the day doesn't matter, and I don't mean all the way on. Just turn your parking lights. Uh, it makes it really. It, there's so many different advantages to this. Not only does it like help the person behind you see you in dust, but it also lets the person behind you or in front of you watch your vehicle move. And if you this way, you can kind of judge the speed, the bumps on the road. It just gives a lot of information to the other people around you. So chase lights are back of your vehicle, typically mounted high, and they're typically amber yellow. Yeah, you can get really nice rack mount ones, like a full bar for different racing scenarios. If you're into that, like they make actual race chase lights for like 500 to 5,000 bucks, depending on what class you're running in. But just some little Baja Designs S2s. Really big fan of those. Uh, they have a actual, it's called a work. Uh, it's a work combo light, and it's wide and it's not too blinding to the driver behind you. And the pros are really cool, but you don't want the S2 pros in the back of your vehicle. Otherwise, you'll be have like yellow high beams. It, it, of the it car pierces you.
0: the the uh, yeah. The- I remember I never knew what they were and Trevor Stevens and I went for a drive Mm. and we did Natchez and we're coming down and I, and I always thought it was kind of, I was like, why do you have lights on the back of your car? I don't get this. Like, and we were coming down and I couldn't see anything and he turned those things on and it made it so much easier, so much more safe. You don't, you do not want regular lights. I mean, you can put other lights back there. Like if you're camping and things like that, but you want an amber lens, at least Baja design has a good job of putting, you can get the different lenses for
1: it. I've looked all at all of them. Those are my favorites by far. Um, Vision X makes some really nice ones too. We can get a twenty percent discount for Vision X through Avance Partners. Yeah. Um, the Mule. I wanted to update one more thing. The Mule discount for parts is not there anymore. It's fifteen percent off labor, which okay. is still a fantastic deal. Don't be wrong. Mule is booked forever out, but there really isn't a lot of margin in this stuff, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah. Well, HID Kit Pros. Yeah, HID yeah. Kit Pros. Auburn yep. Off Road. We still have a ton of Avance Partners with discounts on things, but I highly recommend HID
0: Kit Pros. There and they and. Uh, uh, a lot of people that don't want to drill holes, you can actually get a bracket that will go behind your license plate and you, the lights will go there too. You don't, you don't yeah. have to drill holes in your, Or you can put them on your racks. So there's just a lot of people that don't want to drill holes in the back of their yeah, car for there's all there's a reasons.
1: really nice uh, Raptor-specific one that integrates into the third brake light. It's a little nice. difficult to install, but it's made by Baja Designs and it looks like factory on there, but it's super bright. And the higher, the better on these just so more people can see you. And like I said, they're not, a, they're not a navigation light. They're for the people behind you. So top of the rack is a great place. If you don't want to do that, yeah, you can wire them into the rear bumper and do it that way. Anything's better than nothing. Just duct tape a flare to your back bumper right. and
0: just light it off. You'll be fine. <laughs> no, yeah. but I
1: can't understate the value of these. I, I, Again, these aren't essential things, but man, if you're thinking about it, like once you go on one dusty road trip, you'll be like, yep, yep I'm definitely doing that because I actually like people I'm with. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to rear end them. Yeah, but at the very least, turn on your lights. Turn on your parking lights. Now your headlights don't really matter. That's just kind of annoying. But your parking lights do help a lot for the drivers behind you and in front. Of
0: you. And if you, I mean, if you really want to, you can also turn on your hazards because that's something flashing. Doesn't yeah, hurt. Doesn't yeah. Hurt. yeah, yeah. The flashers actually do work. I just don't like the clicking. In There's a, a lot car. of fr- yeah. Say. <laughs> There's a lot of free options, but you'd be better to just get the lights. Yep. Uh,
1: next one. Uh, this one. This is, I'm, mine are 14 weeks out right now, and I'm really annoyed. Sliders,
0: in no should we should bring hamburgers. I like this I idea. Little Don't sliders. Look, little sliders. Bring we'll, food with you on yeah,
1: your trip. Absolutely. No, I, I have found that in our area, I have seen more damage and more expensive damage to the sides of vehicles than I have the front and the rear. Well,
0: it does more damage. When you crunch the side of a vehicle, it yeah. bends out of the doors, it's 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 frame, it's yeah. everything.
1: And, and so, if you're looking at armor on your vehicle... Uh, from from the factory from Subaru in their new uh, what are they, wilderness models yes you can get a lot of factory armor fuel fuel tank uh, differential a lot of it comes right from Subaru.
0: The problem is, it doesn't cover, the, the, the stock ones don't cover a bunch of stuff. Subaru, really, I give them credit, but I forgot, like, their new skid plate does not cover the transmission. Not as much, yeah. It, it covers the headers, it covers the oil, but it, and, it, and you can get a rear diff cover, but the transmission, like, I had to get that special cover. And, oh, and believe yeah. me, there are dents in it, and it has paid off tenfold yeah so so underbody armor to protect the
1: most vital parts of your engine are the most important uh, in my opinion because they will get you home you can get body damage in your truck in your vehicle and it's expensive but nothing is more expensive than dropping your transmission on the trail or putting a hole in your oil pan and not being able to go home that said if you're looking at bumpers and your choices between bumpers and sliders get the sliders Uh, if you are installing a winch yeah, the bumper is going to be necessary for a lot of vehicles that aren't doing hidden winches. Although i am seeing more and more hidden winch options, which I like, but that said, uh, that's we, i there's a lot of vehicles I'm coming across with really, really expensive damage on the side of their vehicles. And it limited me on this trip from doing things a little bit. Like there was that tight trail I was telling you about. Raptor would have done it, no problem, but I would have been like kind of pushing into stumps on the side of the truck. Now with sliders, I'm okay with pushing into stumps. It really doesn't matter. It's
0: almost what they're built for. It's almost what they're built for, yeah. yeah.
1: Or dropping down on a rock or something worse. You know, that's where sliders really, really pay off. And they're not cheap. A good set of sliders for a full-size vehicle are often... mm, I think the cheapest I've seen is like 800 bucks. Now, that... I'm going to take that back. Yeah, they used to be You can
0: bucks. do $800 worth of damage in six seconds on yes. a trail. Yeah. And double that or quadruple that.
1: So. Yeah. If you're looking at Brian's truck, a lot more than that. <laughs> <Yes>. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> had to pick on you there. But that said, a good uh, material, cost of materials has gone way up over the last year since the pandemic. I mean, way, way up. So I luckily got mine in early enough. They order in early enough. But a good set of sliders now is often around $1,500, $2,000, which is crazy. But uh, the ones for the Raptor I ordered are their body mount because that's how the Raptor works. And then I'm going to have to modify them to add them to the frame for maximum rigidity. Um, I don't, I think that's probably, do they get
0: welded to the frame or bolted? Uh,
1: they you can buy a weld on kind. I'm going to have mine custom made to bolt on nice. around the frame, just like they did on the Land Cruiser, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I remember but, putting those on in the parking lot, yeah, yeah. So, those yeah. are body mount and frame mount. Frame mount is the way you want to go most of the time because it's the strongest part of your vehicle. If you have a unibody vehicle like a Subaru, uh, you're limited on your options, but it's still like most of the time when you're using sliders, unless you are a big rock crawler, you're not dropping on heavy rocks, they're going to bend them, you're just going to
0: be deflecting off things at very low speed. Actually, Subaru's got... There's some aftermarket really great sliders that they built that that contour, contour the body line and protect mm-hmm. it, and they bolt into the uh, the body mounts. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so if you're thinking about it, I mean,
1: these save you so much money the first time you ever need them, and you may not even damage them the first time you use them, but if you've ever seen the bottom of your car fold, it's a terrifying sound, and you just everybody just goes, ooh,
0: because they know how expensive it is. And I'll tell you, this is a little add-on to having under-armor body... Uh, uh, under-body armor... <laughs> If you have a leak in your engine, it will leak in the same spot on the oh, yeah. on the pan, which means when you drop the pan, you're going to know where the leak's coming from. So many times we have leaks in our car, and they're on the garage floor. We don't know where it's coming from, but it's a little thing. Like it hasn't happened to me, but I've seen it happen. That you pull that, that, you drop true. down the skid pan, you go, oh look, the leak's right here. It's land Cruiser, up.
1: there you go. My valve
0: covers and my Land See? Cruiser. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah
1: same we knew thing exactly happened. where it was going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the next one, speaking of armor, uh, so really cheap, and I'm seeing more and more of them is rear hitch-mounted skid plates. So those of us, for those of us with badly designed vehicles with large tailpipes, because they look cool and they drag on everything because your overhang is too long. Thanks, Ford. We need to add skid plates on the rear. Now you can do that the really expensive way, which is called a dovetail cut, where they literally cut the bottom of the bed and the the box sides, and then you add a bumper that goes all the way down there. Looks really cool, uh, really functional. It's the best way to go if you have that option. But you have to modify the body of your vehicle. It's not an. Lightens
0: 100- your bank account too. Right. Yeah. But uh, for about
1: 150 bucks, you can get a little plate that sticks into the back of your trailer hitch and just sticks down a little bit. Now, it's not perfect. It's just so that when you're coming up an angle or backing down, this thing hits before your tailpipes and your rear bumper do. Yeah. Um, they have sorts all sorts of different design ones. The only reason I went with mine, and it's not the one I actually wanted, was because it was, one, available, and two, highly recommended by people on the forum. And has was like a, it's called Delrin, same skateboard wheels are made out of. Yeah. Uh, It has that on the back and that kind of slides to help it. And then uh, it sticks into the hitch a little farther than some of the other ones. So it's a little more rigid.
0: Well, and the, those shovel ones, if you, if you come down and, and get the rear end stuck, you can bring it up high enough to start spinning your wheels. So you, that's it, it protects it, but you can get yourself into some trouble.
1: Yeah, So, but if you've got a long overhang vehicle like mine, uh, which there are a lot of them out there. Gladiators, Raptors. Gladiators yeah. are another good one. Yeah. Um, this is a really cheap way to give yourself just a hair more protection. And then mine actually has a recovery shackle point built into it. We've talked about it's those nice. in the last one Yeah. Uh, that just slide into the hitch. Like I said, these things aren't great, but this is a better than nothing option. Uh, the one I wanted was like six weeks out. Like I said material supplies. Everything is. So sucks. Um, yeah. But uh, and the last thing before we take our break, we're making this no longer, uh, winches. So since that last episode, uh, we had a winch fail. It was actually the winch on my old Land Cruiser. And that was a... Uh, it failed gloriously. Yeah. It, it exploded. <laughs> yes. This was a built winch that was... It has been rated often the best budget winch. And I know a lot of people running them who have had no problems. That said, when this thing pulled the Land Cruiser, when it was stuck deep, it literally broke. I mean, yeah. it the drum itself broke. The metal broke. This was a failure. It actually bent the bumper as well, just from the way it failed, which no fault of the bumper. I'm a huge fan of the descent off-road bumpers still. Had it
0: not been contained in the bumper, it could have done more damage. It did a so. lot more damage. Yeah. And so uh, I just, I no longer
1: recommend them. I, I don't think, like I said, I know a ton of people running them who have had no problems. I, but I do think they there's probably more of a bad batch option than there is a bad winch. Better I, than nothing. We've had a failure, but yeah. we've had a failure, and that's yeah. very rare to say. Uh, so, and this was in Davis and Matt aren't inexperienced. They're not stupid. They no. weren't like pulling completely sideways and like oh, break? you know, they're, they're not that. And so that said, I'm going to go back to I got a warn in the the Raptor. We've talked about that. It was kind of the only option for the Raptor, but it was the one I wanted anyway, and probably the most universally praised and applauded brand across the market still yeah. every auto every manufacturer every publication excuse me blog test video always shows a yep the Warren's good winch period uh that said i've had really good luck with super winch come up winches are what mule carries and stand by them they've torture tested them more than anybody probably around here
0: what was the one that brian had because he didn't want to mount it and he could put it in the trailer hitch in the front or the back it was on that a plate.
1: was that was a worn plate yeah with a
0: uh smitty built winch yeah it, it, was, it was a neat option though for yeah. if you didn't want to put because he could go front or rear yep. which is kind of neat you lift it, it up, up pull it front and rear with it. Yeah. yeah so but that said i'm just uh, i'm moving my
1: recommendation away from that to yeah uh worn super winch come up winches I just think they're a good.
0: And if you soldier. have a smitty built, every once in a while, take the line out, check the, check the, the 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 spindle in there. Yeah, you know, What You should do with every
1: winch when yeah. you're cleaning up after a day of off roading, especially if it's been muddy or in the snow. You should bring out your line and re spool it. Tie and it use the
0: weight of your car. Yeah, if somebody I, we saw some post that somebody was putting their new winch on their car, and they they were spooling it up, and they were just just sitting there with their hand and I'm like yeah, you gotta that. tie
1: that to a tree yeah just wrap it around a tree with a tree saver yeah. and then just slowly walk it with the way you kind of walk it with your hands across the winch spindle so that it lines up really nice use a glove yeah or you can put another car or a heavy vehicle in neutral and pull it to you yeah. with somebody else in it so they can hit the brake yeah. but that's another way to do it if you don't have a tree handy and you've got just a street side of the street another car good to go keep it tight or you can put yeah your vehicle in neutral and winch to it yeah there's yeah. not much to it you don't need a lot um, let's take our first break Okay, we'll be right back
0: Grandpa, what do you call this thing again?
1: It's a 66 Ford Bronco.
0: I think you got ripped off. What is that, honey? It's got
1: no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth.
0: Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button?
1: It's called a window crank.
0: Cool. The faster I move it, the
1: faster it goes down.
0: This moment of escape was created by Haggerty.
1: Being old is kind of cool,
0: Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. Let's talk tires. Yeah, we're back. Oh, okay. Perfect timing. <laughs> timing. I, leave that yeah, I, was, I was just reading your list.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're gonna talk updates to our list this time—not new products, but uh, updates to things we found. Um, first one's tires, as yeah. you said. So, I we recommended the KO two last time, and I still really like the KO two. I still think it's a great tire. It's a great all around tire. That said, uh, having winters under a belt, wet conditions,
0: having them on the Subaru and several other vehicles. I like them, but driving in wet conditions, like on a freeway, uh, coming off an overpass or something like that and turning and the car keeps going straight, I've had issues. So have I, uh, and so have a lot of other people.
1: And so I still think they're a good tire for all around what they are, but I don't think they
0: are the right choice for the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Daily drivers, I don't think they're a good choice. They worked really well off-road in mud and snow and things like that. They've been great. Yeah, But like driving on the roads has been an issue.
1: Yeah. And from everybody I've talked to and trusted sources, the Dura tracks and the wild peaks tend to be a better option for here. Now, if you're in a much drier climate, uh, the South Utah things like that, I think the KO two is still a fantastic tire. And the fact that it comes in a really heavy
0: load range is great for big trucks. I mean, but that being said, too, one of the issues with the KO2s is the fact that when it rains around here and it hasn't rained in a while and you get all the oil buildup, that's what really stops. And that can happen on any tire, but I find that's when it gets even worse on those tires. Yeah, I think it's just the way the siping is
1: done on those tires compared to the other ones, yeah. and I still think they will probably outlast the other tires, but I'm going to probably move to the DuraTrack or the Wild Peak when I replace my tires, which is in about five 6,000 miles. Yeah. Um, mine won't be toast at that point, but they will be to the point where I like fresh tread and because
0: I just use the truck a lot, so... Um, I've that's at twenty three thousand miles on mine, I think. And I mean, and they still look pretty good. I haven't beat them too badly. Yeah. But yeah. I, I I think I'm definitely. I'm actually. Try, I'm trying to time my tire change with the car change to see. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that said, I'm just moving away from that recommendation for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't
1: think it's a bad tire. I just think there are better options for the area we are in. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, the next one on our last list, we had uh, valve stem cores. This is an essential thing you should take with you reconsidering that, and I still think they're cheap insurance, so you should have them with you, but I don't think that tells the whole picture. More than often than not, I have found it better to have a full tire repair kit, and it's such a cheap thing to do that it is worth it to say that instead of that. So like, uh, again, I'm going back to ARB here because they think out of the box, they make the best one. And it has, um, it has the plugs, it has the tools, it has even has the pocket knife with it, it has pliers, it has literally everything you need in a small case. The case is a little bigger than I want, but it's probably the most, um,
0: well, you easiest. can, you can get a smaller, like those plug kits. Yeah. We, we have them for the monkeys and never had to use them, but you can get them for, for vehicles too. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nice. I, I carry the,
1: I carry a, a plug kit with me, but I found that I basically remade the ARB kit on my own and it would have been easier, not necessarily cheaper, but it would have been easier just to do the one click, get the ARB kit and I'm done. And that would have been easier. The Airbnb makes great kits for
0: everything. Like, they really I, do. I love my compressor. So, I mean, it, it... Okay, first of all, if you've never changed a tire... Go out in your driveway, take the air out of your tire, change a tire, learn how to do it, be confident with it, and, and look at that. Because that's the biggest thing is we've found people off-road off, off, off who have gotten flat tires. They don't know what to do, and yeah. it's, you know, learn. It, it, YouTube will teach you, but it, it's something, you know. And there's times when you're going to look at it, and you're going to be off-road, and you're going to rip a hole in the side of your tire. You're not going to be able to repry, repair that, but you need no. to know what you can fix and what you can't. And at a certain point, when you get a big enough hole in your tire that you can patch, that tire's done. So do whatever you can to get yourself back to civilization. You're going to have to replace the tire.
1: Yep, exactly yeah. that. So. Uh, I've got a full-size spare under the truck, which doubles as a skid plate.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this rim scratched? I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, the next one, I just am changing my stance on something. As we see more and more products become unavailable in the U.S. due to shipping problems. Uh, all well, the- They're here.
0: They're just sitting on ships in... Yeah, in, the, in harbor, the harbor. Yeah, But that said,
1: we get a 15% off discount through Avance for Masterpol. Yeah. And one, they're local, like literally up in Bellingham, and their products are second to none. Masterpol literally makes probably the best ropes, and they've just torture tested the heck out of them. Whereas other things, like um, I'm naming a specifically a brand that I recommended, not that because it's bad or it's failed on me at all, but Rhino USA is not made in USA. What? It's misleading marketing i've talked about this on the show before but it's bothering me more and more as products become harder to get and we have so many good local companies yeah again if this is all you have and all you can afford i haven't had one of these fail ever like i've we've used my soft shackles in every condition possible they've been dirty sandy nasty mud ice cold snow never had a problem with them that said when we have better options that are local uh you should it's worth it to support a small company and you'll get a better product
0: I want to say this because we actually this came up when Sarah and I were driving this weekend, and I saw a Subaru with a, a tow hitch in the back of it. And the same thing, there's a lot of products that are sold on Amazon, and they're required to say if they're built for off road or if they're mm-hmm. if they're visual. Be shackles, be be tow hitches, and things like that. Do not go cheap on this. These, I mean, there are sing there are soft shackles out there that are not ironically not meant. To soft shackle. Right. Yeah, and there are tow hitches that are not meant to tow hitch. I mean, at all, or that's pull so weird, yeah, and they break apart. So be very careful. I know, I know, a lot of us want to have the, the gear and things like that, but it really could end up hurting you in the end. Um, so just you know, Amazon is required, and if you sell something on Amazon, I'm sure there are people that don't. Yeah, but there you're required to say this is not for off road. This is for visual. You know, it's, it's like when you buy a product that's not for you, know, not to be used on road. <laughs> right, things like that. Look so. at
1: the tested strength yeah. on soft shackles. You don't necessarily need like a 50,000 pound soft shackle that those are made for like heavy industry stuff but you do need one that's rated for at least three times the weight
0: of your vehicle um, or at least two times I think is the rule and It tells you there when it comes to yeah. gear in your truck and I've heard this so many times and I get it it's well I go out with my buddy and my buddy's got everything okay well that's fine I mean but <laughs> what if what if your buddy is using all his soft shackles and you need an extra one or what if you yeah. need an extra tow rope or kinetic rope you should have your own stuff yeah,
1: that is true. So, uh, just recommending master cause they are an Avon's partner. Love I trust them. their stuff. Uh, ARB master poll. Just go to mule and ask them if you just want to get something right away. They almost always have a lot of these in stock. I don't think they've run out of soft shackles before. Uh, actually take that back. They did have soft shackles. It's how I ended up with two running USA ones to begin with, but I just no longer recommend them. Uh, nothing against, like I said, never had a failure. I've had no problems with mine, but this is just, yeah, it's a better option for not that much more money. um, Next on my list, still one of my favorite products. And you're going to see a picture of it again because I used it this weekend and it was awesome. (laughs) I love my Morphlate
0: (laughs) so much. You you talk about a homemade product that somebody that took it and just it has taken off. I've seen more people use this in more videos and you can always tell a more flake cause it's bright green. Yep. Yeah. And that is because they use flexilla hoses, brass fittings. Uh, they're available in stock at mule. I was just there and I checked, uh, yep. so they do and, have them there. And there, I, I had an issue. If you n- remember back with my gauge mm-hmm. when I got mine and there was no question, they sent me a new gauge. It was, they, their, their customer service is, is above the best. Um, but um, you, you were saying they offered a new kit or they something. They offer a new kit now. I actually did not know I this. I really okay. wish I, I I'm going to actually probably sell mine to
1: somebody who wants it. See? Uh, okay. uh, mine's in perfect condition, but I'm just going to upgrade because this is such a cool thing. That,
0: only used on road, Dan? Only <laughs> used on road. <laughs> in sunny days? <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> so they offer a stubby kit and what that's what they're calling it. Basically what it is, it allows you to disconnect the hoses from the main T in the middle with the gauge with quick release couplers. And that's really cool because it makes it really easy to break it down a little bit smaller and uh, replace bits and pieces and sections. Well,
0: this is also the only downside to Morflate is when you have to curl it back up and yes. get it back in its own package, but
1: uh, yeah. It also allows, it makes it easier to attach a single airline to it if you want to just inflate one tire, like if you have one low tire on somebody, and without having to have another airline, because right now I have my Morflate kit, I have the airline that came with my ARB, and I just ordered a longer single line because I wanted to actually, of all things, I know this is going to sound funny, but you guys who've seen my truck will know this, we're done with the run. I literally hooked up my air gun to my
0: compressor and started blowing off the engine bay in the yeah. truck. <laughs> yeah. And so I wanted a longer line to get in the bed. So, well, the one thing I have used my Morphlate for as much as, as deflating is I will, once a, about every quarter, I will go down and I will hook it up to all four of my tires and it will equalize. It equalizes the air. Yes. And, make, and you know, it's super something handy. nice. It really is super handy. Um, and it's, it's a great, it's a, if, if you're mechanical, you can build your own Morphlate. But yeah. it, this is so much easier, and I can't tell you the amount of times Dan and I have been using it, and other people have been driving out, and they'll stop and be like, one, can I use that? Can you, can I please yep. help me? Can you help me? And two, where did you get it? So. Same thing this weekend. Everybody was like, man, I need to get one of those. And
1: yes, you do. It has been, mm-hmm. like I said, this isn't a need. You can spend the time to go tire to tire to
0: tire, but man, does it make it easier. <laughs> so, <laughs> so much easier. <laughs> That and being said, though, with the Morflate, I've used, I'm saying, and we're going to get into this, having the right compressor with that, because some of these smaller, you know, Amazon compressors can really start to overheat with the Morflate because they're pushing all the tires at the same time. Yep. So,
1: and yeah. um, we will get into that. Yeah. yeah. So next one, speaking of right on line with this, was the ARB Easy Deflator. Uh, so I used to use the Morflate for this or to deflate as well.
0: This is the one that takes the stems this out? This one yeah, takes okay. the valve yeah. stem yeah. out though, and yeah. I
1: found that it is lit- it literally takes me
0: longer to screw on the deflator than it does to deflate down to 20 psi i can't tell you how many times i've I've screwed with that and it's just you and they're great but you think oh did i get the valve stem did i not and then all of a sudden you pull it and they're air blasting on you You're like no i didn't want to do that so yeah <laughs> i use it fast because it's fast and it's really great to hand out to people
1: people are down de- to like i can get mine done pretty quick moving on to the next vehicle uh it's 45 bucks for the uh the analog one and 65 or 75 for the digital I don't recommend the digital. Uh, everybody has great reviews on it. I, it works great, but I—it's one of those things that it doesn't need a digital version. One of these days you're going to—you're never going to check the batteries in this thing. You're going to forget about it sitting in your truck. Yeah. And you're going to go to use it, and it's not going to work because you don't have AAA batteries. I mean, just use the analog gauge. It's accurate. It works. <laughs> Nick's gonna watch YouTube about it. Well, no. <laughs>
0: I was literally wanted to see, I had, had not known about the more flight subby. Sorry. But that wasn't the intention of that. But, uh, (laughs) what I was going to say is a lot of the ARB makes a lot of kits where that will come with it too. You can get their And I think their tire kit, their replacement kit comes with it, doesn't it? Or you can get one with, I know they have, there's a couple of kits that have it in built into it. Yeah. Uh, Not the compressors and not the, yeah, they have a couple like recovery kits that come with it.
1: But yeah, I love this thing because it easily once you see a video of it online, it, it physically removes the valve stem core. So, like I said, I lost eighteen psi intentionally in about five seconds. Just let it go, just poof, done. And like I said, it takes more. And some the valve un- stem
0: can't come out. Like yeah, it holds it, it in say, there. It
1: holds it in there. So yeah, so it's a really ingenious design, and it is the gold standard. Yeah. Uh, you want
0: to talk compressors? So this is a figure out what works best for you. Yeah. Um, when I was Searching for a compressor for the Subaru, I initially was thinking ARB single scroll, single tank. I was going to put it under the seat. And then I found the ARB suitcase, the small suitcase, which works so much better because I can take it from car to car. Um, Compressors are something that not only do you have to get the right compressor for you, do your reviews. I see a lot of people that take these compressors and they produce a lot of heat yep. and, they, and they're putting them in very small spaces like under seats and things like that's one of the reasons I didn't is because I was going to get one and put another seat and I was out at, at Mule and they were like, do not do that. The seat where the Subaru sit, there's not enough air in there. You're going to have issues, but yeah. there's a ton of heat in there. And I'll tell you this, there's a lot of people that put them under the the hood and they work great and they don't touch them again. These things need to be serviced. They need to be cleaned. They need to be, you know, it's something that need, as funny as it is, you need to take an air compressor, plug your air hose in and blow out your air compressor because it needs to be done. (laughs) Yeah, it has an intake. It has filters. So you got to
1: service them. So especially if it's under the hood, you're going to need to do this a lot in the dirt. Um, It is nicer on board. You can get faster on board compressors because you can add a bigger air tank when it's an onboard compressor. That said, uh, as Nick mentioned, I like to bring mine from vehicle to vehicle, and when I'm done with it, I can hand it off to the next guy. Here's my Morfleet. Here's my compressor. You'll be good to go in about a minute. I went. What'd you get? What's your
0: new? You got a new one, right? Yep, I've got the ARB Twin Scroll in suitcase. the case. Yeah, in the yeah which is yeah, uh, which has an even better, bigger. That's the thing about yours. Yours has a tank. Yep. Mine does not really have a tank. Yeah, mine so, has the big tank, yeah. which uh, in my rafter with
1: 35 or they're actually like 34 and a half inch tires, I went from 20 PSI all the way up to 38 in about four and a half, five minutes, Yeah, which is really quick. Uh, just put it all, it took me longer probably to hook everything up and get it all stationized and flip the switch, walk away, watch the gauge, done. Yeah. Super easy. Uh, so that said... The ARB one, I went all out because I have had so many compressors. It's like, forget it. I'm going to do it once. I'm going to do it right. I'm going to be done. But well, it's You had you had the, the, the dual compressor for the, the cruiser. We just never put it in. It was built in. Oh, you did build it in. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And so I wanted something I could move around. Yeah. But the it's 900 bucks. if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. And there's no discounts. They're really hard to find. Nobody's going to give you a deal on one of these because nobody has them in stock. I think Mule has one actually left. So by the time you hear this, it's probably gone. But try them but yeah, $900 compressor kit. That's a lot for some people. For me, I love going off road. I love going to the anyway the track. I mean, these are great for cars too. It's heavy. It's in a heavy duty case. It's sealed. ARB didn't skimp anything on this thing. For me, it was worth it for you. It might not be. And that's okay. If you don't have 900 bucks to spend on an air compressor, the next one that works is way cheaper. That's actually the Smitty built. It has a flaw, a, a really big flaw you need to know about ahead of time. But it's a good size volume compressor, it works every single time, and it'll inflate big tires. That one's two hundred bucks. Uh, you can get it at four wheel parts locally, no discount on that. You can actually you can usually find a ten percent coupon for signing up for an email. That'll save you twenty bucks. But it doesn't come with a standard NPT D type fitting, which is for all of you out there, uh, what what is that say for national pipe tapered um these uh. <laughs> uh, in color coding there are there is a new standard for fittings it's red so i highly recommend the color connects connectors but you have to swap out that fitting on the tube and if you look at the amazon reviews even there's even pictures of people doing it it's super easy to do you need a hose clamp and a barbed fitting and you cut the hose you put it in you're done but it's stupid this mini does that but what do you
0: expect for 200 bucks instead of eight 900 <laughs> And you can have these suitcases and build them into your cars. I've seen it happen. The fact that the the cars are plumbed and you basically put the suitcase in the part of the car, it plugs in and powers and then you plug the hose in and it's good. Like you can do that, but it's just nice to have the availability to take it out.
1: Yeah. And I've seen guys turn that into a suitcase kit using the Harbor Freight Apache. uh, What do you call them? The the hard cases. Yeah. And we'll talk about that later, but um, yeah, so you can make your own kit, add your own air tank. You can do all that. If you're a little crafty, there's lots of YouTube videos on doing it. Uh, but the reason I recommended the mini-built one is it's rated for higher size or bigger size tires, and so you can f- easily fill a thirty-seven inch, thirty-five inch tire with those, and you can't with a lot of the other ones. It's a lot of stress in the other ones. So. ARB you can. Yeah, the, yeah. Sm- I was gonna the, say ARB is rated for the small. The, the twin scroll ARB is rated for thirty-five and up. Yeah. The single scroll is rated up to thirty-three, but we know it'll do more. For the record, we've filled thirty-five inch tires with a small one. It just gets pretty toasty. It gets to- it's wonderful in winter. <laughs> yeah, keep your hands warm. But yeah. Uh, but a little pro tip, look for Color Connects fittings, by the way. Even if you're doing home air compressors, they're really handy because they can show you the different sizes just by quickly looking at them. Great if you have a ton of air tools. Agreed. And they're really good quality.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, let's see here. Airing down. Um, this is a not a gear tip, but this is a tip of the week. Uh, where, like I said, we got a bunch from this episode. Airing down is not just for when you're stuck. Airing down is not just for snow. Airing down is for terrain of all kinds. And basically, the lower you go, the slower you go. But when we did the backcountry discovery route in the Raptor or any of the vehicles that were with us, none of us actually had to air down to complete the trip. We didn't face any obstacles that would require us to go down really low in PSI for more traction. The reason we all aired down is because it is so much more comfortable to ride a really rough road with softer tires. (laughs) And so uh, I don't think any of us went over probably 30 on that whole route. I mean, once we got off the pavement yeah. and so I aired down to, I first aired down to 25 and then I aired down to 18 and 18 was the sweet spot for my Raptor and those. And it made the biggest difference on my back, on the way the truck drove. It's the way to go. So if you're in really rough terrain, just air down uh, street tires. Even then, if you have enough sidewall, it's okay. It doesn't, I don't, I worry about those more because the sidewall isn't meant to take that kind of abuse off road. Whereas like, again, an advantage of a, a real off-road tire is the sidewall can take some sharp rocks and edges and it won't puncture. Yeah. Street tires aren't designed for that. They're designed for comfort, and they flex a lot already. So you want to get a good uh, stiff sidewall tire to
0: do that. And if you don't know, airing down increases your traction, your traction patch. Yep. Basically, you're getting more tire on the ground. Um, you, can da- you can air down too far oh, yeah. and hurt yourself. And you do logical. not want to go, like Dan said, you do not want to go too fast because you can end up you know, turning the wheel in the tire. You can rip the tire up, things like that.
1: Yeah, airing down is a slow speed thing. You don't, I mean, right. unless you have bead locks and you have special racing wheels designed for that, like, uh, you know, Baja trucks running at a lower pressure and a bead lock and they do, you know, hundred miles an hour all day, but that's a special application for also, you and that's me Not legal on the street, right? It's also not legal. Yeah, yeah. But for you and me and everybody else, uh, I tend to like, you can go safely all the way down to like 10 PSI. If you're going really slow, like in the snow. Yeah. Um, you can probably even go lower than that, if I'm being honest, but that's all I'm going to recommend for 99.9% of you is
0: 10 is probably the lowest you want to go. And I mean, and truthfully, if you if you have an aftermarket tire or tires on your car that it came with your truck or whatever, you can do some research and there there will be information out there on what you can air down to. Because a lot of these companies know you're going to be airing down these tires, yeah. so they've tested it. And
1: it depends on your rim design as well and how it sits. Uh, Who was the... Uh, AEV. AEV wheels are really well designed for that. Um, There's a bunch of aftermarket off-road wheels. They've got something built into the rim that grabs onto the tire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. a lot of them have like a little ribbing on the inside of the wheel, which is actually a a race thing. It's a race car technology, but it actually works great for off-road wheels too, and it just kind of holds onto the tire so it doesn't slip in the rim. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The next one's a fun update. Okay, I didn't know about this, but wow, that's a... Yikes. Expensive. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So a, a lot of people were surprised. It, nobody who's done it out there is surprised. But electric chainsaws work fantastic around here. Mm-hmm. We don't really run into massive clearing obstacles. Um, if you are into that, if you want to blaze trails, you're going to need a gas powered chainsaw. Period.
0: You can do it with. It. You're just going to need a lot of batteries. You're going to need a lot of batteries <laughs> yeah. And at Two
1: hundred bucks a battery for the big sixty volt. You're yeah. going to need a real. You're going to be into this anyway. Yeah. But uh, our good friends at Still uh, came out with a fuel injected chainsaw. <laughs> And all you have to do is sell one of your children, maybe two. <laughs> yeah, it's about fourteen hundred bucks, uh, but it's super easy start and it'll work at all elevations. And if you want something to run all day, like you're the first guy up the the Wabder, and you're real proud of that, and you want to clear every tree in your way, hey, people got money around here. I'll give them
0: options. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see about this because you know we're so used to seeing like the the, the classic steel chainsaws that are beat. You know the the guys are logging that are yeah, dropping. Them this on thing trees. comes up into a twenty inch bar. Okay. I want to see how well it holds up. I mean, I think it's going to be great. I mean, especially for people like us, but like actual people that are going to use it on a daily basis. I think it'll be interesting to see how it. I, I know they've tested it, Oh yeah. but I'm always skeptical. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm watching these logging guys, you know, drop their chainsaws, you know, 30 feet and be like, well, it's going to start up when I get down there. But yeah.
1: Yeah. So I mean, 1400 bucks is uh, <sighs> it's a lot of money for a chainsaw. But I mean, hey, I mean, com- compared to if you're looking at a commercial chainsaw, which this is under their commercial division, this is not like what well, they don't have this listed under their residential saws. Okay. This is pretty good pricing and a lot of new uh what do I say? New gas-powered equipment is fuel injected now. We're seeing lawnmowers fuel injected, things like that. It's happening. Um, that said, 2024 needs to be illegal in a lot of places, including California. So, I mean, sorry guys down there, but I mean, electric is working, getting better. But uh, yeah, but in California, if you if you steal it under a thousand dollars, it's,
0: uh, it's it won't true. be illegal. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so just an update on chainsaws. I found finally found one that's fuel injected that'll work. I will say this, this is something I learned when I got my DeWalt, and even though it's bat- gatter- gatter- battery powered, <laughs> sorry chainsaw maintenance is important yeah making sure that you have not only oil in a gas powered or oil and gas but the chainsaw lube that's another thing that you need to get so many people buy chainsaws and then they don't realize that there are lubing systems built into these even electric ones yeah even electric ones which i which i was surprised when i bought mine and the guy's like well you're gonna need this and i was like oh you're trying to upsell me he's like no you're gonna want to need this so you don't have to buy another one of those yeah so yeah uh that said there is another thing with that the
1: the DeWalt chainsaw, which we recommended, which is a great saw, don't get me wrong, has a fatal flaw on the filler. And I think you mentioned this on an episode a while back. I want to leaks. remind people of it. It drives me nuts. Uh, I fixed it. Yeah. It leaks, and, uh, but it has a, a ridge cut out for an O-ring. Mm-hmm. And if you just go to your hardware store with your chainsaw, bring it, they'll, they'll know. Anybody who sells DeWalt saws knows about this or has looked at one. They all leak from the, uh, the chain bar oiler uh, filling or fitting. Yeah, but there's a spot for this
0: weird cap
1: that it's just closes on itself. So it it needs an O ring. And so you can store it on its side without facing up and that'll stop it from leaking because it's electric. It doesn't need to be in any, and there's no fuel. So it can just put it on its side. Yeah, But that said, you can fix it with a dollar O ring from your hardware store and stop it from leaking all over everything all the time. But you should know that ahead of time, it will leak. I've said it once. I'll say it again, get the O ring before you
0: just like, if you're buying the saw, you're buying the O ring. Yeah. Think about that ahead of time. And uh, t- something on the electric saws, they don't make a lot of the chainsaw boxes to fit the electric saws. No. So I had to actually get, get a Husky box and customize it, which you can do, I mean. Yeah. And the neat thing is, is when you have to customize it and cut a bunch of the plastic, you have a chainsaw to do that, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which
1: is fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh recovery boards this is an update that pissed me off um okay so the i still love my AirB tread pros they were a good recovery board i still stand by that if you can get any cheap boards they are better than no boards um, and you can have all the snobs you want but if you just drive really slowly on recovery boards most of them will do the job for the
0: light duty stuff the, i mean arb's got them and so does um what's the classic one max tracks max tracks max tracks has them now we're you, the one place you will wear out recovery boards is, is right when you drive onto them because that's when a car gets stuck and it starts to burn through them, and yeah. you can replace the studs on those. Yeah. But I absolutely – and Dan and I haven't talked about this, but I have a soapbox on the ARB uh, system that keeps the stuff on there because – the the clamps are plastic. They don't lock well, and they break from being on the roof in the wind. That is correct. The I throwing ARB under the bus, which I rarely do because I love all their products.
1: But this Tread Pro mount system is hundred percent garbage that should never have been allowed to be on the market. They're literally dangerous. Also, if if the caps break, you can't buy one new cap. You have no. to buy a whole new set. Mine broke I'm with you. Before I even put them on. And I have this thing sitting in my garage. I got to return it. But uh, that should never be allowed on the market. The ARB Tread Pro mounts are 100% garbage. Get the Maxtrack ones and write ARB. I actually wrote them a letter. It's like, what are you guys doing? Like, you have all these great products, and this is not up to anybody's quality standards. The plastic is so cheap, you can break it in your
0: hands. With your hands. Maxtrack pins, if you can get them mounted on your roof, will work with ARB boards. Yes. ARB has the slots in them. So. Yep. So nothing wrong with the boards
1: themselves, but the mounts are one of the worst design products I've ever seen. And they are dangerous to mount on the side of a vehicle because yeah. the wind catches them. It will pull those boards off and break those mounts. Yeah. It should never be allowed on the
0: market. That's actually the reason I don't have my basket on it right now because I've, I've got literally the mounts are mounted to my basket with zip ties because I can't that they broke in the middle of everything. mine are physically
1: bolted Yours on. Bolted, yeah. yeah, I used because I, I have a cool um, extruded aluminum rack and yeah. I, I literally have two bolts Holding yeah. them and they're Loctited on because I don't I don't use them that
0: often. When I do, I have the tools in my truck to pull them off. Yeah. So and I always carry a little bottle of Loctite with me. But well, yeah. and I mean another thing is like the ARB ones are supposed to lock and because they're for safety. But you could literally just pull them off. It was, I did. It's horrible. Absolutely horrible. Yeah. I Dan, it's funny because Dan and I did not talk about that, but I've hated those since the beginning. Yeah. So. And there's not really a
1: good like it's not a it's not a normal like threaded thing, so I can't just replace it with some other part
0: that would fit it's just useless. You can, you can take those and you can put a, a nut on them, but it will take you forever yeah. to get it off. I had to do that in, in a pinch when, when they broke, but yeah. Yeah. So anyway, hundred so. percent
1: do not recommend those. Uh, you get the max track mounts. Uh, this has been a big one for me lately. Cause I've been trying to find the right storage system for my truck and there's so many options out there. And I started looking and there's so many of these like overlanding specific storage boxes and the way they mount and all this. And then I was in my garage, but it's got a sticker on it says overlanding. So it's, it's gotta be good. Right. There's, yeah. um, and they're fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the, most of the storage systems I've found. I haven't found one that's inherently bad, but you know what is so much freaking better. And this is actually on our original list, by the way, yeah. I, I didn't even realize it till I was reviewing the list today, which will be, you guys will see this published at the time of the episode is the DeWalt Tough Boxes. And there's other boxes. Milwaukee makes them too, but it's the DeWalt ones specifically. And the reason I recommend the DeWalt ones over all of them...
0: Tough system, right? uh, Tough system
1: system, 2.0. Not the 1.0, the 2.0. The 1.0 had... uh, The latches were all metal and they would rust. These don't. And I torture tested one. And I'll tell you how in a second. I mean, really torture tested one. So... These things, they one, they stack together really nicely, but the, the polyurethane, they're plastic, but what they use, the resin or whatever it is, is probably the toughest stuff I have ever seen in my
0: life. Well, I think it's the same stuff they build their drills and stuff out of. Like It's got to be.
1: I yeah. don't know, but uh, I use one as a stool. I used one to lift up my trailer. Um, I have one bolted to the front of my little trailer that has been sitting outside because of my shop space. And it has been through rain, ice, snow, sand, dust, everything. And that thing stays
0: bone dry inside. They, they seal well. I, I mean, and I know it doesn't matter, but they look good. Um, they lock. Like I said, really and they easy. lock together really nicely. Um, the only thing, the only, only difference, if I, DeWalt, is I would, the Milwaukee makes the same thing, and their their song as can be. But um, I love the system if it makes you feel better, we use one to store our gear, our, yeah. our podcasting gear in. So I just keep looking over and over and over
1: again. Unless you have a really specific use case, like I know a lot of people like to run the long cases on the top of their racks.
0: Yeah. DeWalt doesn't have one of those. And if, if, for those, if you want the best out there, look at Pelican. I was going to say, it's Pelican or there's, what's the actual, there's another company out there that does that. that they're huge into it. Rome? It's, I think it's Rome. Yeah, yeah. there's a couple of yeah. them out there. So the only thing, yeah, these won't fit as long cases, but if you need a standard square,
1: s- square, square case, <laughs> That too. And because of their standard size, they actually fit in the back of my rafter and any F one fifty with uh, the what do they call it? Um there's like a management system in the bed where they have kind of ribs built into the sides of the bed, and that'll fit a two by eight right down and you can just slip it in there. Okay. And in the third position, it fits perfectly between that and the tailgate of the truck.
0: Well, that's nice. It per-
1: Doesn't move an inch. Okay. And so you can fit uh, you can fit two of them sideways with a little bit of space in the middle. In the standard width, but so I made a mistake on the Wabder. What? Uh so you? I no. No, it's, it's so it was an installation mistake. I got a bed mat in the back of my truck. And I really like the bed mat, but it catches between the bottom of the tailgate and the tailgate itself.
0: It looks really good.
1: Yeah, well I'm yeah. returning it and I'm ordering a different one. I'm still okay. getting a bed mat, but I'm getting the one that doesn't fit that crease across the middle. Okay. Because what happened is the tailgate didn't secure completely. Oh. And so I had that case back there and I had my chainsaw back there. Both of them were was, uh, bungee corded down. So they didn't go anywhere, but the tailgate popped down while I was driving. And I actually didn't notice it until like just a couple of miles later. I didn't go very far. It
0: was a soft open. Too, yeah. Like. A soft open. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even hear it. And just,
1: everything's bouncing around out there and hear yeah. anything. But I got that thing covered in dust, mm. like the whole thing and everything in the case is good. Everything in my cases was good as new. Yeah. And I got home and I literally just hosed it off with the pressure washer. When I pressure was the truck
0: problem solved. So anyway, I mean, at the end of the day, get the case that works for you and price wise. But I mean, you know, go to Home Depot, you can go to Home Depot, you can go to Mule. I mean, Home Depot is going to have the this stuff in stock because yep. what your, warranty. this is the stuff that contractors are using and they're using it to keep their stuff safe, to keep it clean. So, yep. So yeah. If, as much as I want to recommend some specialized solution, I am so impressed with the way these things work. <laughs> And there's nothing wrong with the Rome boxes. No, it, no nothing it at was all. was Rome, I looked it up. It, those are the those are the yeah, they're nicest great. stuff. You really can nice get. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say this: But they're not I, sixty bucks. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people using Yeti, and I think that's that's magic, major overkill. But Yeti using Yeti coolers and stuff like that and bolting them. So don't. Right. Yeah, cool flex. I don't know. Uh,
1: Yeti's yeah, nice I stuff.
0: Don't be wrong. It's yeah, good but quality, the, but it's not built to be bolted and flexed around. It's built, right. It's built to keep things. Uh, cold and you start drilling holes and things like that, you're going to lose that. And I did bolt down these on the trailer. The one the yeah. case, I have the big tall one, uh,
1: and it is bolted down, and that thing's been through everything. Can you, you can you lock them when they're together?
0: Uh, you can lock them together so they're they're secured to each other. Yeah, but and they hold you, really well. But can you lock them so that somebody can't come up and take them? I thought, I, never thought tried, there, I, think, I thought I thought there was something in there that that allowed it to do that. But I know you can lock them closed big time, but I didn't know if they locked um, cuz there's they stack together The and difference secure. is they not only stack together but there's there's a mount in the middle that flips up that secures the box as yeah, well. Yeah, they're really so. secure when they're latched together. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're secure in their latchings. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, finally. Uh, this is where that crazy story I came in and you guys are going to laugh your asses off at this. Guess what I saw driving up Section 3 of the Wabder this weekend?
0: I don't know. What was it, Dan? A Tesla Model S. What? Yeah. Why? I mean... Oh, it, it was damaged. Oh. It was damaged. You talk about not wanting to poke the bottom of that or put a Brock in... Oh, my God. A Model S. Not not a Y. Not an SUV-looking thing. No. A Model S.
1: Wow. We're driving up the trail, and I'm like, is that a Tesla? And at this point, we had aired down. We had, I had it in four-wheel auto. A lot of us had hit four-wheel drive already. This was not a spot where you literally got the, turn, the directions wrong. Somebody who is out of their freaking mind just kept stop? going. He turned around and kept going. Yeah. Um, he had damage in the back and damage on the sides. Uh, like He clearly <sighs> dropped. because like, The Wabder is what I would consider an easy route for any off-road vehicle with clearance. But okay. you need clearance. I mean, just because of the rocks in the road. Yeah. roots, like you don't, it's not a hard trail. Like you could do it in a stock outback. No problem. As long as you didn't do the washout, you might have a little trouble there. Maybe. But if you had good tires, you could probably do it anything with clearance, but this is not a vehicle with clearance. Okay. Wow. And so we saw him all the way out by the horse ranch, which is like maybe the halfway point of the Wabder. Wow. Now there's another side road that comes up there from 97, but it is not any easier than any other section of the Wabder.
0: What is it? What did we see up there when we came? Remember, we we came to that Y. We were waiting for the truck, and there was a car that went through. It was like a Hyundai or something.
1: You could take a small SUV up there, a city SUV, and you'd be okay if you were yeah, careful. But, but this wow. thing had like it the it was low. It rear end had clearly dropped onto a rock or something just from the normal road.
0: Oh my god! You have video of this?
1: Yeah, I got on oh, wow. the dash cam and I hit the save button immediately. I have <laughs> it on my GoPro because I did the time lapse of the That's whole the thing. Save. I'm yeah. like,
0: and we were all like on the road, like. Did you guys just see a Tesla? <laughs> wow. That is incredible. Yeah. I, I mean... That is not a testament to Tesla's Tesla strength. That was just a plain terrible idea. Yeah, I mean, I, could, I can think of breaking things on a normal car, but the fact of the matter, you come down wrong on a Tesla and pierce a battery? Yeah. You're done. And it's got plates and armor, but it's going to go... This is not the place to
1: test matter. those.
0: Like, you're not... That's meant if you fly off the freeway and hit something that way. That's not meant to be... Wow. Yeah, so oh.
1: I mean, outside of like a literal
0: sports car, I can't think of anything worse to take on an off-road route. <laughs> wow, I mean, yeah, I can't even imagine. Wow, that is incredible. They- I mean, I'm sure th- th-
1: the traction system is probably great for that because you've got all that torque. But what a terror! It's just we
0: were laughing. I mean, It's yeah. <laughs> like okay. I, I think that seems to be a thing, though. People that with Teslas that think they can go places they can't. I don't understand that. Like, I have seen more up, way up, dirt roads and things like that. Or my first thought was like, places. is it stolen and he's
1: just trying to get rid of it? Yeah. But this is the middle of the day on a Sunday. This is busy up there. Can you
0: steal a Tesla? Wouldn't they exactly know where you are at all? Well, times? I mean, you
1: can still <laughs> steal one if you have access to the card, and you know, I mean, you, <laughs> yeah, It's no. it'd be the worst car to steal ever. But yeah. It's still, it was just wow. like, what in the? But it Absolutely. did make me think of something else. Yeah. Um, it did inspire some thought. <laughs> Besides this guy is stupid, uh, but it's a good thought uh, one of the things i 've seen, and a trend, and i know you'll you 'll get me on this, yeah, there seems to be like this weird, not just a hobby competition to who can have the most stuff on their car and never use it
0: <laughs> you know it 's funny you say that because and part of it was the the boards and stuff like that. But I took my rack off because I kept driving around with my wheel and stuff like that. And I wasn't using it. And I felt kind of like a poser. (laughs) There's so many. I mean, there are so many. I mean, I use my stuff. But it was like, sometimes it's just you feel like, one, it it screws up my gas mileage. But there was a part of me that was like, I haven't used this in like two months. I should probably take this off just because it doesn't make sense to have it on there. Like, I can can put all this stuff in my car when I want to go. But I cannot tell you the amount of people that I, I see driving around here. With nice rigs that you can tell have never seen dirt. And if you want to do that, that's fine. Yeah, but- I'm not telling anybody how to not spend their money. But <sighs> it, it, this is the
1: point I want to bring up so you got right. Is that the fact is you're, you're really just hurting your mileage and you're making a bit of a target on your car for thieves. Absolutely. Which is seriously on the rise here. Big time. Crazy high on the rise. This car theft and car vandalism is, is going through the roof in Washington. And you should
0: know that and be aware of that as you add all these really expensive accessories to your car. And I hate to say this, and this is not a political statement, but it's going to get worse because yeah. there's a lot of police as of this week that are not on the job anymore. So things are going to get worse, guys. Yeah, so. we're expected to lose about another, about 30% of the force is what I've heard. Yeah. So which is sad, but that's a different topic. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm, it, from a safety standpoint, you really need to protect your stuff these days. Yeah. So just be aware of that as you're bolting
1: all this stuff to your vehicle. Uh, I admit I've been guilty of it. I'm sort of to starting to trickle down my efforts like a lot of the stuff i usually carry in my truck i'm keeping kind of minimal i have my my mini compressor i'm going to carry my air b1 a tire patch kit and my jump starter it all fits under the rear seat that's
0: about it that's all i carry now well this stuff is meant to be compact and small so that you can take it in and out it's just like your camping gear you don't walk around with your camping gear all the time in your tent your tent is small so you can take it places so yeah you will be a target and Dan's right. I mean, you see a nice rig sitting on there. I mean, I do it in not even a criminal way. When I see a nice rig on the side of the road, I want to know what they've got in it. You know, do they have an iPad on the dash? What's going on? You know, where are their lockers? Things like that. So, yeah.
1: So strip it down as you, as you end your trips. Uh, I know it can be kind of a pain, but I'm just, Consider it a friendly warning. It's on the rise, even out here, even where I'm in the sticks. I mean, it's just unfortunately the world we live in. Keep that in mind. Get get a bunch of the tough system boxes, put everything in the boxes and then you can just put the boxes in there and go. Grab and go. Yeah. Um, Then I guess a a closing thought, I guess is uh, one of the other things I see, and this is not, this isn't a, how do I say this? I'm not trying to challenge anybody in their decision at all. In fact, buy whatever you want. It's fun. Cars are our hobby. That's why we do this. But... uh, There's a bit of a keeping up with the Joneses thing around here. We all know it. I know, right? I highly recommend you look at what you're buying and what you want to do. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Be honest with yourself about your budget, about your vehicle choice. All of us want the new Raptor Bronco when it comes out because it's cool. Probably won't ever need it to any of its extent. The basic off-road one will do great. Um, I still say there's almost nothing that can beat a Jeep off road, even a stock one. Not even a Rubicon for what you want to do. The lockers are great. Maybe not that electric one, but <laughs> maybe not. so yeah, maybe not that for yeah. range anxiety. Yeah, but at the same time, like um, Subaru's got their new Wilderness Editions, and I was out on the Wabber all the way through. If that is your idea of fun, you go out with us. You want to go out? The resale on a Subaru's fantastic. Yeah, resale on almost every off road vehicle is fantastic. Standard Tacoma, standard Jeep, any of the Raptors and the Broncos. I'm sure coming up. But you can change your mind. But if you're just getting your feet wet, and it might sound fun to go all in and get a big rafter, but like there was a time, like I was telling you, with Fernando, I actually had to hop out of my truck. Like I probably had one of the most capable off-road vehicles you could buy off the showroom floor. <laughs> just plain didn't fit. It's yeah. the wrong vehicle for the job for exploring trails. I knew that when I got into it. I'm more of an exploring driver than, driver than I am a technical driver. Can do both, but I prefer to see what, you know, I want the big views. But that said, uh, his vehicle was a much better choice for the Wabdir than mine. By far. And, and I know that. Like, there's no shame in that. It's just that, uh, look at what you want to do. Go out with your buddies. And if you're getting into this, you want to be like, you know, that sounds like a lot of fun. Garov, get a truck. Um Yeah, Garov, get a truck. And <laughs> go see what works. I mean, his GX460 was, I think he had tires. That's it. What? That's it.
0: And he did the entire Wabber with, you could have done it with his eyes closed. <laughs> we, we said it earlier. Go, I mean, if, you, if you're if you in the advanced community, if you're in the car community, and you know somebody that has this, ask them to go for a drive. Go up there with them. See what your, if, if you were driving that car, what you would be willing to do. Because at the end of the day, you don't need to go out and buy a Jeep if all you want to do is go down Forest Service roads with your Subaru. It's, it's, you don't need that. And when you look at this list, yeah, all this stuff is really neat to have, and it's really fun to have. And I mean, Dan and I look for opportunities to use our chainsaws and things <laughs> like that. But at the end of the day, it, Look, realize what, you, what your limitations are, where, what scares you, you know, where yeah. do you want to be? And like, I always say, I'm, I'm surrounding myself with people. That I know that we, if we get in trouble. We can, every single one of that vehicles can get us out of there if we need to. Yeah. And you want that, you know, because if you're driving with somebody and they've got all the gear and you don't, and then for some reason they're gone and you can't get out, you got a problem. So it, it, look, look in the mirror and go, <laughs> what do I want to spend? How stupid do I want to be? How extreme do I want to be? Yep. I love watching a guy with a built Jeep, you know, I'm on a trail and he wants to get around me and drop into this, this gully that I think nobody can drive in and be able to drive through. But he built that truck for that reason. Yeah, So very cool. But that's not my thing. Yeah. I'm not,
1: I'm like, as fun as that is, I don't want to have to work on something all the time. I just want to get in and drive. I'd love to drive one of those. I do not want to own or maintain one of those. Right. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to Moab this weekend, which the Raptor still not ideal for. It's mm-hmm. really not the best place for it. The, Baja, the California desert, uh, the Nevada desert. That's where the Raptor is great. But it's also really great on the road, yeah. Which we talked about earlier. It's a fantastic driver, comfortable, super yeah. comfortable, all the way to Moab in one day, no problem. Mm-hmm. I was talking to uh, my good friend Matt, and I was talking to Cameron, and they Matt is just getting into off roading. So he's been a motorcycle guy, and he's a hunter. So for him, it makes sense. But he's just going up Forest Service roads. But he's got this new, to, new to him, uh, older Forerunner, which is in beautiful condition, by the way. And he put basic lift tires and he's going to get, I gave him some recommendations for an air compressor just in case he needs to get stuck some traction boards. That's all I'm going to recommend he gets. It's not going to, he's not going to get the value out of all the other stuff. Um, he might, the more he comes and hang out with, hangs out with us. <laughs> but uh, Cameron and I were talking and he's got a forerunner a or not forerunner a a Tacoma TRD pro. And cause he bikes all the time. He's a big uh, mountain biker and he was saying, I'm not going to get into overlanding cause it's just so expensive and it'll do 99% of what I ever even dream of doing right off the showroom floor. Yeah. And uh, it's, you
0: know, it's a Toyota Tacoma, so he's not going to lose any money. It's fun to have the toys. And if you look at Dan and I's trucks, or, or, or Subaru and trucks, a recovery board is probably a probably good example. Why do I have them on the outside of my car? Because when I use them and they're dirty and nasty, I don't have to put them back in my car. <laughs> right. I mean, that's truthfully the only reason they're on my roof rack is because I don't want to put them back in the car when I've used them also why is my tire on top it's because when I take all my other stuff and put it in the car there's no room for the extra tire in the car (laughs) it all has a purpose to it like I mean it looks cool I mean and don't get me wrong and I'm the first one to make fun of the Subaru community there's a lot of people out there that drive around with their stuff that have never seen dirt and it looks cool to have the wheel on top and it's always got to be in the same the the best spot (laughs) so it looks good for the photos I get it believe me yeah but um it's I, I and also your tire should be on your roof that should be in a good balanced spot just so we're clear because <laughs> i've seen some come off the back yeah yeah,
1: yeah. and my, my rack is bare when i go into the the off road stuff because i want all easy access in the bed of the truck dan
0: has a bare rack Me i can too. tell you that right now so <laughs> it's a bare rack so yeah
1: yeah i just don't want anybody anybody to be discouraged as they see all this gear and all this money like i said we had a bone stock older forerunner with us it did the entire trail with very minimal effort um, and just two great people driving it, having a good time that didn't need to spend
0: an extra five year in on gear. Uh, if you're looking to do this, write us, come find us. Yeah. We're going to be going one. up in the mountains. I mean, we've got a We're bunch just of, getting into that. We got, season. we got a good amount of stuff. I mean, I'm, as I've talked about a hundred times, I'm cannot wait to try out my bio light <laughs> fireplace. I want to get deep in the mountains and try that out. I brought it. We got a grill. We got a grill. <laughs> we'll, we'll, feed, we'll feed you. We'll feed you. We have got a griddle now too. <laughs> we a griddle. So, yeah. Yes. So, um, we want to try all this stuff out. I mean, and we'll get you on the list as far as you know. If you want to come out with us, it's you know. Usually, all we say is, "Come on, you know, put put in a little bit of gas. We'll take you up in the mountains with us. It'll be fun. See see what you think, you know, and and figure out what you want. Yeah. I mean, and don't feel bad about not being able to know what you want. I mean, how many? I mean, for the, since the, I bought the Subaru, I've been trying to figure out what the heck I'm going to get next. So. It, who knows?
1: Yeah, so, try it all. We've had this conversation endlessly with our friends that are really into cars.
0: Carl, and we will forever. Yeah, yeah. And so he's still not decided on what he wants next. Well, he bought he bought the Crosstrek, which I think was a good buy. But now that he's retired, who knows? I think he might buy another Super. I, I it's a possibility. It's a possibility with the new Wilderness Editions and dogs.
1: So much easier to load them in and out of the back. I mean, for him, that's a big deal. And I love his dogs.
0: Got to get my hands on a Wilderness Edition to see it. I got I I want to see. Um, I want to see what what we can do with lifts and tires and things like that because I watched somebody lift one that's got 9 inches of clearance <laughs> the problem is with lifted <laughs> it gets really it, it aesthetically it doesn't look good and you end up like the the wheel well comes together and you're going to end up with an issue with the wheel with width. Oh yeah. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it's a, I'm glad Subaru's listening. There's going to be a wilderness Forester. I've seen photos of that already. There's a wilderness cross that's coming, um, which is good because I don't know why they didn't start with the cross Cause that's the car that more people do. But um, the people are listening. It's just, I don't know if I, I will say this. I don't know if I trust the stock parts from companies like this. And, this. and I'm not saying this just for Subaru. I'm talking about some of the interesting things that are coming out for the Bronco. So
1: yeah, and I mean, I guess the Subaru drawback is just, I mean, it's a unibody car, so you're, you do have articulation, is going to be a big
0: drawback, and the lack of the low range, which both came in handy on this drive. And lockers, and power. Right. I mean, there's not a lot of power. That's the biggest They're thing. Getting it's getting better. Yeah, it's getting better. I mean, and... Probably knowing, and speaking of this, and this is probably pretty good example for me, knowing what I wanted to do with that car, I shouldn't have gotten a six-speed. I should have gotten the automatic, and I think I would have done a lot better. But I still have enjoyed it immensely. It's funny, because uh, this weekend, uh, Alan let me drive his NSX, and he drove my Subaru. And sorry, oh, yeah. And I was catching up to him, and I'm like, boy, this this NSX really drives fast. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, my, I'm having to, uh, to do a lot to catch up to my own Subaru. So... <laughs> kind of drove the pants off of it so yeah it was fun <laughs> that's hilarious and exes yeah. are great yeah oh really? that was fun <laughs> yeah so uh you know we're always here for you know to talk i mean people message us all the time uh dan's really good at as far as responding to those messages half the time by the time i see him, dan's already <laughs> responded um but uh you know we, we come to the Avonsoff road events we're here we we did this whole thing rain city to be an information source um you know yeah. Let us, we'll, we'll go out and buy something and break it. We'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, a couple of events coming up. Just a quick, uh, Dirtfish Rally School,
1: full day class, rear wheel drive. That's November 4th. I don't know if it's sold out yet. I don't think it is. I but think there th- were three or four spaces as of Saturday. There's a 20% discount, which is better than Black Friday for Dirtfish. And, and apparently
0: Dirtfish's prices are going up next year. They so are. It's
1: time to get in there. Yeah. yeah everybody's prices are. Yeah. Next on the list, I was surprised to see this, but I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, that is Gas and Guns at Security Gun Club. Ooh, That'll be fun. Yeah, That's so, always good. Uh, if people don't know, John Fowler is a one, uh, one of the he was one of the thugs at Original Thugs. Yeah, yeah. original thugs at Exotics at Redmond Town Center. Uh
0: he's a big McLaren cu- club guy. I forgot how many thousands of miles he's got on his it's, it's fifty thousand. fifty thousand on his uh six Is that six seven five LT. It's six fifty. Six fifty, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so
1: yeah, he's a McLaren club, hosts out of there very often. Um if you are into shooting, uh it's one of the it is the best range around, hands yeah. down. Uh fantastic place to go, tons of fun
0: sorry if that's not your thing but uh
1: if it's exists. not your
0: thing and you're looking to get into it or learn something about it they're very good at teaching you yeah i mean they just hired more people actually mm-hmm.
1: so they, i just saw the intro to handgun classes there uh but yeah education is everything with guns we highly support that don't buy a gun if you don't have the education please 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 don't do that
0: <laughs> i know what you're right but uh please <laughs> we, d- get we educated. don't we don't talk about it much but if you have questions include uh, about pew pews Dan and I are always open to talking about it. Yeah, we'll send you yeah. to the right people too. Yeah. So um
1: yeah. yeah, those are the main things. I guess North on the seventh, uh beautiful drive through Woodenville, uh Northwest Idea House Tour and Drive. That is a fundraiser. Make sure you check that out. And then Seattle International Auto Show. I know Avance will be set up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry we have yeah to it's just yeah the auto show just isn't what it used to be no if you're shopping for a new car it's it's cool i guess but uh i don't know i like I guess that's probably more us we're just really 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 spoiled to be able to pick up the phone and be like i want to see this okay okay
0: here you <laughs> go so yeah it, it it if you if you want if your kid likes cars take them to the international auto show it's fun you, yeah you do it's great get this, for kids that is the only place where you should be going to a car show like that and getting in the cars and, and things because that's it that's it it's it. <laughs> um, and last but not least, if this episode got you excited, Avance Off-Road, November
1: 20th. That is 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Of course, we will be there with our big tent. Uh,
0: yeah, it's every third weekend, every third Saturday. Yes. Correct? Yeah. Every third Saturday. Yeah. And of course, we will have our heater, which is a... Uh, and our BioLite fireplace.
1: And our fireplace. <laughs> Actually, I got to check to make sure we can do that. And but I yeah. usually bring a cooler yeah. uh, full of water and soft drinks yep. and nothing else. Nope. Watered and soft drinks. That's it. That's, That's all, all, we all offer. it is. Yep. Anyway, have yep. a great time. We hope to see you there. Like I said, it is open to spectators. Reminder of yeah. that. Please just come on by. Come sit out your lawn chair and watch people blast through the mud. It's fun. Or just go. Yeah, I think you have to sign up to hang out with the recovery class, but you are welcome to come talk to us. I will. I will let you sit in my truck. There you go. <laughs> If you ask, did you hear that? Dan said he you could get in his truck and do the course. And no, yeah, yeah no, no. go for it. <laughs> yeah. This actually turned out to be a pretty long episode. Uh, yeah. I hope people are okay with that. And for some people, say you should make them longer. So I
0: hope you're happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's too easy. Um, so. <laughs> oh God! All right, I'm slipping, for, man. I'm slipping. Yeah, I know. <laughs> for this episode of Rain City
1: Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan, and don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.